Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Gibberish, or do you really know what you're talking about? Hello, and welcome to episode six. And of course, that means our first visit to the sixth doctor. Yeah, good old sixy, sixy, sexy, 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 sexy. Yes, wow. yes, <laughs> depends on your point of view, I suppose. Now, you have already said, haven't you? You're we're, yes. we're, we're six episodes in, and I don't know if it's been every episode that you've professed your love for our Colin. Yes, I, I, I adore Colin Baker, I think he's uh. Everything I've seen him in, he's been great, and I really like his Sixth Doctor. Um, yes, so we're we're starting in season twenty-two. Now, season twenty-two was a bit of a uh, a, a sort of a, a an unusual season in that it was the uh, the first of the forty-five minute episodes, mm-hmm. which now we're sort of used to, aren't we? The new is very much like that. Um, it was Colin Baker's first full season after the, even as much as a Colin Baker fan as enough, after the disastrous first story, The Twin Dilemma. Um, and it's another one of those uh, JNT era stories, well, both of them are, where the background is sort of as interesting as what goes on on screen, isn't it? Mm. Um, so, so JNT had this probably a a good idea where he thought that rather than have the regeneration at the end of the season, he would have it one story into the end of the season, the penultimate, regenerating the penultimate story, then you get one full story and that whets your appetite. And so you're then, you know, you're, this is your new doctor and you're looking forward to it. But it, they sort of, in, in classic this era tradition, they screwed that up royally. Boy, did they. Yeah, but it's like, so they, they, they had this long-term plan which, again, on paper, sounds really good. So they had this long-term plan that, that Colin Baker's Doctor would be unusual because you wouldn't know whether he was good or bad. Mm. And he would start off very, very, uh, almost not even an anti-hero, a, a horrible person. And then over the series of a, a season, he would mellow and you'd grow to love him and you'd realise, this is my Doctor. Really clever. But obviously what they didn't anticipate was the casual viewer watching one story of him being horrible. Yep. And then there's a year's gap before yeah. it comes back. So he, unfortunately, poor Colin was already fixed as a failed doctor one story in. Do you think then that it would have worked a lot better if he regenerated? That was the end. And, you know, because I, I, I am yes. pretty sure a lot of viewers were just put off by that first story and they, they never came back. Never came back. Yeah. And I think that's true because I like season 22. It does have its problems, and I'm sure we'll discuss some of them tonight. But as a season, I really like it. And it this was a season I'd just got a, a bit like you with Blake 7, I'd just got an integrated tape recorder built into a telly. Like, God, them were the days, weren't they? <laughs> so this season, I recorded the audio, and I listened to it to death. Absolutely. I mean, war, actually wore the tapes out. You were so me. I was. I were you, yeah. And um, so I love this season. I, it, it has horrible flaws, 
Um, I'm not blind to the flaws, but Colin on audio, Colin's doctor works superbly. Mm. Um, when you see see him in the flesh, that suit, that that coat, that was a mistake as well. So Colin's era is built on mistake after mistake, uh, bad decision after bad decision. Hiring Colin wasn't one of them. That was a real strength because Colin is a great actor and he's got such passion and he loved being the doctor and he mm. still does and he's like so enthusiastic about it. Um, but I think he was let down on virtually every decision that was made. Um, they were all made for the best of reasons. Um, but but they were every single one of them was wrong. The 45-minute episode length, wrong. The leaving the gap, wrong. The costume, wrong. The having the story-long arc that they never even carried on with, wrong. Mm. Everything's wrong. I mean, this was weird as well because I think I've told you before that, that uh, Colin was on our like school board of governors. So yeah, you he, said, yeah. yeah. So I, I first saw him. He was announced as the Doctor and before Twin Dilemma had aired. He came and opened one of our fates. So I, I met him and it was re- it was really nice. It was it was like oh my god this doctor and he was so funny and he was so brilliant and as a kid it was like it, I was so in awe of him and then uh, watched the twin dilemma and it's like oh okay this is this is interesting <laughs> so he came back for season twenty two and um, I think he hit it he hit it running I think he he sort of had the right level of disdain for what was going on around him as the doctor and i love that and like i say he's he's my second favorite to william hartnell and he's very similar at times to william hartnell mm. he's not he's not an easy doctor to travel with if you're the companion mm. um but uh yeah it, it was just unfortunately by this point in the public opinion it had been ruined doctor who this this clown who was this clown that was in all the papers wasn't it doctor who becomes a clown yeah so and again, I think the costume, the the, the idea of having him start uh, sort of badly, I think that could have worked over one episode. They could have mellowed him. So the first episode, he's got that erratic regeneration mm. uh, behavior, and then he settles in. And by you know at the end of the story, a bit like Tom, but at the end of the story, you love him. But they yeah. never they they decided to leave a year's gap between doing this. And, and also, maybe if he had work. ditched that costume after the first yeah. story. I mean, and the the only reason they kept the costume because it cost more than Colin Baker did. Yes. It, it cost a fortune, and, and Colin Baker requested changing it, and they went, don't be an idiot, we've paid for this. Because um, they could have easily had him at the end. I mean, can you imagine at the end of Twin Dilemma, he walks past the mirror, goes, what? Off what with the I costume, doing? goes in, yeah. comes out nice play because he wanted to wear black he wanted well, a completely black costume did you see that thing where colin baker has <laughs> said what he had in mind was more what um christopher eccleston was yes, wearing as yeah, the ninth he, he wanted very low-key I mean, ironically it's the most unlow-key outfit you could get but he wanted low-key so that you would you would sort of look past him and you wouldn't take him seriously and then his personality would be the thing mm. so almost almost the exact opposite of patrick Troughton, in that he wanted it where his personality made you look at him, not not what he looked like. Mm. Whereas obviously Patrick Chan was very much in the background, in the background, then boom, intelligent, and he takes over. Um, but yeah, it's. I think the other thing he was, a lot of people. I don't think this, but he, a lot of people think he was saddled with a terrible companion, in Perry, Pepper Gillian Brown. I really like her. Um, her American accent is variable at best. <laughs> 
Um, but again, this was the decision that they wanted an American companion because they wanted to appeal to the American market. Mm. Um, which I think is, is, that's not how it works. America likes Doctor Who because it's so British. Well, <clears throat> I think I think the thing there is is John Nathan Turner again, yes, isn't it? Yeah, you, yeah. you know, he liked going off to his uh, yeah. American conventions. Um, I yeah, think he, that was he, a large part of that. Yeah, you're right. He was he was swayed by the the fan adoration, which it was at the time, the fan adoration for him. So yes. yeah, he was he was much more interested in conventions and and pantomimes and public appearances than he was really in making the program. Eric or what was good for the program? You said that last yes, week yeah. about Ian Levine as well, yeah, or Ian yeah, Levine. Um, absolute yeah, madness. Do it for the show, not yeah. for the fans. Yeah. And th- yeah. this season, sort of, this feeds into this. So they they'd done they'd done Earthshock and with Peter Davison and brought the Sidemen back because they bringing back monsters regularly wasn't really something that happened a lot in Doctor Who. You had the Daleks, but they weren't every season, and you had the Sidemen a couple of times and. So they brought back the uh, uh, the Sidemen. It was a huge success, and the the fan adulation started to come in. So J and T then said, "Let's bring back something else. Let's bring back the Daleks. Did that. Let's bring back the Silurian, the, the Sea Devils." And they started ramming it full, and to the point where, especially like Attack of the Sidemen, is just wankfest throughout. Yes. It's I, I shudder to think what a casual viewer thought of this. And that, that's people you're meant to be, you know, bringing in. You're meant to be bringing yeah. in the casual viewer. Yeah, you're... you shouldn't You shouldn't go for the fans because the fan base will watch it no matter what. Yep. And the fan base is a small percentage of the viewing audience. And back then, the BBC was all about viewing figures. Um, and what's really weird is, is back then, even the poor episodes of, of the Doctor Who were still getting like 10 million viewers. Mm. Now they would kill for that sort of Half viewing of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they they aimed started to aim the storylines at the fans. So rather than being a, a line or a scene where the fan would go, oh, but the average viewer, didn't matter. Did it, mm. Now you needed a, a really detailed uh, knowledge of the program to even work out what the plot was. Yeah, um, yeah. And it doesn't work. And what was weird is is this story that we're, we're talking about, that got onto our story, this story, Vengeance on Varos, this was a completely new story, completely new villain, and it works really well. This is, this is, I mean, it's generally considered, I think, one of, if not the best, Colin Baker story. Um, and I rewatched, I mean, I've seen it to death, but I rewatched it again for this, and um, I had it on in the background, and I was building my little Liberator uh, flight deck that I'm building, and, uh, I sort of turned around and started watching it, and then it hooked on it. it. I'd forgotten really how good this was. It suffers from a lot of the, the, the problems of the era, in that the Doctor and the Companion don't really do anything. It's no. a big Eric Sayward uh, failing. Um, and the story needed a massive edit, because, again, not much happens in it. Yeah, I've got notes about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so that's my, that's my thoughts so far on the Colin Baker era. What what are your thoughts? Did you enjoy him at the time, or? Well, it's a bit, a bit like older, weren't you? yeah, I was a bit older, but um, you know, the Colin Baker years are very much like what we've already discussed on Blake Seven in character yeah. w- about season four, 
which is that you want to like it because you've you've invested yeah. all these years of watching something and yes there are changes and stuff and I was a fan I wanted to like it you know yeah. it's Baben it's Baben the Butcher is the Doctor this yeah. is going to be great you know and like yourself I think it was around this time that I'd got my first video recorder so yeah. I could actually video them now and, and record them and play them back and watch them and it's a bit like the uh, the new Star Wars films now which is I watch them and I want to enjoy them and I watch them again trying to get myself to to, to like them but something was just off yes. all the time yeah. you know and before we had started podcasting before we had podcasting if somebody said to me Colin Baker years what do you think of it I would have said looking back you know I love Colin Baker Colin Baker's great but terrible costume terrible stories this is me looking back terrible costume terrible stories terrible guest stars terrible production values terrible music you know, that's my abiding memory of the Colin Baker years. Is it's like this terrible, isn't the yeah. Doctor terrible? Yeah. Yes, it's not the Doctor yeah. Who that I grew up watching. Um, but now, you know, looking at it now, Vengeance and Varos and, and and other Colin Baker ones, you know, a, a lot of it still holds true for me. Now, though, I don't mind the costume. I'm not yeah. as bothered by the costume as I used to be, and I don't know if that's just you know osmosis eventually you know you just become used to it um i think that's a certain part of it yeah i think i think i think also watching watching it when when this is the current doctor when this these are the current stories there's a there's a rawness to it injuring you yes when it's no longer it's a bit like um when when Paul McGann took over and it was the thought was oh this this is the last Doctor Who oh didn't really end on a high did it and then once there's new stories so it's no longer as important mm. you can look back on it and go actually you know what it was it was okay and I think this is true of of Colin Baker's era yeah yeah and Sylvester McCoy's for me because I I really didn't at the time I really didn't enjoy Sylvester McCoy's era but I can look back on it now and I can see what the idea was behind it and I can enjoy the stories um, bits of it still annoyed at me but yeah I th- I, I can remember because th- this season I watched in my bedroom because I had my little square black and white TV and it had a yep, cassette recorder on the top yeah. <laughs> so I watched it a lot and I thought this was like this. Would, to me this was like um, I mean I was very much into my video nasties and my you know zombie films and this sort of fitted in perfectly Looking back on it now, you can see that the violence uh, inherent in the program is 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 wrong. Again, another mistake. Um, but then, season twenty-three, I watched with my family, and mm. that I found that highly embarrassing yeah. to watch publicly. And I think perhaps I would have found that with season twenty-two as well if I was watching it with someone else. Mm. Um, but season yeah. twenty-two always, yeah, always has a as a, a warm spot in my heart. Even it's like, you know, you can forgive it its flaws. You can forgive it its sort of sometimes very mean spirited attitude. Yeah. It's it's like a, a teenager, isn't it? It's, it's time sort of, does know, heal all wounds, yeah, as they I think say, so, yeah. you know, and, and having this distance of time I think does help. And yep. you know, all the time and I'm I'm sure we're gonna come across them as we do this show, you know, every for every time that we see, you know, Colin Baker being fed carrot juice or on an yep. exercise bike and all these like you know back then was 
buttock clenchingly embarrassing for me to see the docs doing that every time i think about any of those now i always think of the whole change my dear scene the regeneration sit up straight you know makes you a more sound an egotistical young lady brilliant that is the doctor and if the doctor if colin baker had been allowed to do that consistently all the way through you know Oh, it would have been glorious, I think. Yeah, well, I think, again, mistakes were made, weren't they? The wrong choices. Like, you could have had it in Twin Dilemma, um, which, <clears throat> although the story is slight, it's not a bad story, it's just the production lets it down. But you like when he's strangling Perry and that, you could have had it where, rather than the pantomime violence that they thought was so adult and isn't, um, they could have had it where he's just being verbally, he's you know, he's verbally tearing her apart. Yeah. Um, and that would have been even more. That would have hit you more than a comedy strangulation scene, or because we're not used to the Doctor being nasty, to mm. being vindictive, and that could have worked brilliantly. And I do love. I mean, I adore Colin's sarcasm. I mean, there's in this where he uh, where she says uh, Z, and he goes Z, oh <laughs> Z. Yeah, I love that. That's brilliant. And that was all Colin Baker throwing that. None of that was in the scripts. And mm. but it's like him and. Uh, Nicola Bryant um, sort of made up. I must admit, I went, I went to when Colin Baker. No, it must have been just after Colin Baker finished being a doctor because uh, Sylvester McCoy was out. Went to my first Doctor Who convention that was one of the Panopticons. And Colin Baker was there and he was just. He was amazing. He had to leave early and so he couldn't finish the autograph session. So he, he run up this spiral staircase, must have been about four flights of a queue waiting to get autographs from him, just so he'd sign as he went past, sign any one item, sign wow. it, sign it, say hello, sign it. And he did that, and at the end of it, he was absolutely shagged out. But I thought, <laughs> I thought what a lovely man. Mm. You know. And Nicola Bryant, of course, I, I adore Nicola Bryant. I think she's brilliant. Well, here we go. Um, you haven't got many to choose from uh, no. regarding the Sixth Doctor's uh, companions, but your favourite companions of the Sixth Doctor? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Nicola Bryant. Absolutely, right, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. I don't, I don't know why she gets <laughs> such a drubbing from from fans. Know, I've either. always liked Perry, even back in the eighties. Well, yeah, there were other reasons when you're yeah, back in the eighties. Have no, you I, seen? I, yeah. Have you seen, by the way, on the uh, Vengeance on Varos um, documentary where you've got that guy? He's on all of them. That very well-spoken, you know, uh, media commentator, and he goes, yeah. "Vengeance on Varos." It has its fans, and they show a clip, and it has its knockers. <laughs> you've got a shot of Perry. <laughs> yeah, again, the the costumes. I know Nicola Bryant didn't want those particular style of costumes, and again, it's very much this is the taking the uh, eye candy for the dads to yeah, something extreme, for the dads yeah, yeah. where it, it becomes almost embarrassing um, mm. I think I mean you look back on it now and Ed, just pretty much any costumes from the 80s are embarrassing but they, they made it wear some terrible stuff yeah. to be honest yeah poor girl and and yeah. you know full credit to her for to, to yeah. coming through and out of it and you know being successful with it you know i know i've always liked perry yeah always. I, th- I think she's a really good companion and i like the fact that she can hold her own with the doctor verbally I yes yeah really she nice. could with number five she could with number six yeah definitely you know? and she also shows she's scared when she needs to be but she she's also feisty when she needs to be i, th- I think she's a very believable character and she can be yeah. sarky as well yeah, can't yeah, she wonderfully sarky <coughs> and, and yeah. she joins in with the doctor's comedy 
bits, doesn't she, as as a character and as an actress, but also as a character. Yeah, I I I, I like Perry. I, I I adore that combination of of Perry and the Sixth Doctor. Mm. I think she works so much better with the Sixth Doctor than she did with the Fifth. And she works very well in the comic strips as well. Yes, in yeah. Doctor Who Monthly yeah. as well, doesn't she? Yeah. As I say, there's nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with any of any of this, but I think under any other producer, and perhaps any other script editor, um, I think the the whole sort of season, well, both seasons would be looked on with much more favour. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, before we get into the story. Um, yeah. It's a brand new doctor for us to talk about, and that means you've got to place him in your oh, that's uh, easy. rankings. Where He's is he? He comes number two after William Hartnell. He, so you are yep. now going one, six, four, three, two, five. Yes. Okay. Which, ironically, is, is the pin number to my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, I'll cut that bit out. Yeah, cut that bit out. All right. I go then um, four, three, two, six. One five. Oh right, so you, you like sixty more? One. Yeah, because I can see the potential in the yes. sixth Doctor. Uh, he, he wasn't served at all by the production no. values, some of the scripts, some of the guest stars he had to be lumped with, yeah. or companion in one case, you know. But I can see the potential of him, and if you think of him as the Doctor, as the Doctor's persona, I like him more than I do William Hartnell's or yeah. Peter Davison's. Yeah, I no, I can see that. He also, I mean, he's one of the one, the few that I've I've listened to. A, 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 I won't say anywhere near all of them, but a good number of his big finish audios, and mm-hmm. and he works superbly on audio. I mean, I think well, he works well on video as well, but I know a lot of people don't. You know, are not enamoured with that costume, but um, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I just like him. I think he's good. Yeah. Well. Before we start, another before we start, um, just a little aside here. Can we just just mention that Vengeance on Varos actually features in that brilliant Peter Davison short, The Five-ish Doctors, The Five-ish Doctors reboot, because that is the story you see Colin Baker's family at home, just (laughs) as he's coming through the front door, and they're going like, have you hidden the package? And yeah. it's like, oh, no, I thought you were done. And he comes in. It's like, oh, it's come. And he opens yeah. it up. And it's Vengeance on Virus Special Edition. And he's like, this is the one that keeps going missing. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that Colin Baker can send himself up the way he can. Oh, it's brilliant. You know, it is brilliant. And, and it's the special edition because there's more of me in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's start then with Vengeance on Varos. And... Yeah. Like I say, before we started doing podcasting, my abiding memory of this story is cheap looking, terrible acting, and a miserable feel to the whole story. Yeah, my, a lot. A lot I, of people said a nasty tone, but I've always thought of it as being more miserable than yeah, anything this else. Yeah, this is this is um, this is the equivalent of a a kitchen sink drama about the coal strike, isn't it? It's yeah. Well, most most normal people wouldn't watch this to cheer themselves up. I do, um, and it, it's such a a wildly differing um, guest cast as well because you've got you've got like absolutely sublime actors like Martin Jarvis, and the, this the governor is just amazing. The governor is amazing, um, and then you've got Jason Connery, who oh. who you know what in later years he did he became an okay actor. You cannot say that about him in this story. He is terrible. 
Jason Connery yeah. I've got in, in, in bold here because I think he is the major problem with yeah. this in that he cannot act in this. I mean, I'm a big fan of the first season of Robin of Sherwood. Yeah, but not I, the... Uh, not the yeah. second, and I haven't gone back to the second to see why I didn't like it, but watching Jason Connery in this, there's the reason. He it's cannot painful, act yeah. in it. It is painful. Well, it's like he's he's tied up, about to be killed, and he's putting all the effort into it as if his credit card's been refused at the offie. Yeah. It? It's, it's like, oh, you're going to kill me. Oh, okay. But oh. he's being killed by a light bulb. Yeah. All that's happening is a light turning on. You yeah. don't believe for one minute that's some sort of like burning laser. No. This, this is also... Remember we said last week that, 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 that Doctor Who has a, uh, a thing of everything's in a corridor. This is definitely one of the corridor. Oh, the amount only of padding got, like, in this story sets. is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. <coughs> You which know, is, and which is, yeah, nothing happens in huge swathes of this. This should have been edited down. This should have been like the first draft, and they get to, oh, we've only got 10 minutes story. Let's have the resistance do an attack on. Yeah, none of that. In no. fact, I, I, I think I've read somewhere that the, the, the Greek chorus of Stephen Yardley and Madge from Benidorm. Um, <laughs> was added in afterwards to pad out the story. It was, it was. Yeah. And they are a problem because I like Stephen Yardley. I didn't like him when he played, yeah. you know, Inspector Reeve in Blake 7. Yeah. We talked about him, didn't we, when we did All the Sand episode. Foil, yeah. yeah, but Madge from, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that couple, I, I can remember in the 80s being very irritated by them. And uh, I, I am still yeah. irritated by really, them now. I, I think this is a strong part of the episode myself. I really like Really? That. Yeah, I I like I, and when I was watching it, I was I thought I she's a little bit a little bit cheesy. In her I think acting. she's the, she, yeah. she's the worst. Yes, by far the worst. But I love Stephen Yardley's take on this. Of I mean, this this really you. I was watching it the other night when to to do this, and I was thinking this is this story has aged so well. In fact, it's more relevant now because these these are voters aren't they these are yep. the typical british voter and i love that that line she gets to goes this governor's he's worse than the last one and it's that's such <laughs> oh, a british, me. that's such a british outlook on everything yeah. um but can you imagine if you took cuz this is what a good half of the episode yeah if you took them out i mean at, at what point would terence sticks <coughs> pardon me have kick this episode this story out i think he would mm. but in, in in like the making of that eric say was always saying that they literally had no other writers or stories so whatever they had there was no choice involved it was like this is all we've got and i i don't know how you get to that point i don't know i don't know you know it's so strange um but yeah the the story as it goes is is very slight, but it works. But there's just nothing of it. Run up no. the corridor. Run down I mean, the corridor. I don't mind the premise. Yeah, um, that's um, fine, yeah. You know, even though it's a complete knockoff of a Judge Dredd story. Yeah, I mean, this, you... is, this is classic sci-fi 101, isn't it? The prison, the prison that's become a society. Yeah, I mean, but also, yeah. I mean, there was a... You, you'll remember it. Uh, in the early days of 2000 AD, there was a Judge Dredd story story called the lunar wars which is yes, where yeah. mega city one went to war with you know the the soviets and you've just got a couple of men fighting on the moon and everybody yeah. watched it and it became entertainment yeah and you yeah. kept cutting back to the little family there was a a, a couple and their That's son right, yeah and 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 that, that they were you know 
getting a lot of entertainment out of it. This is a complete... I don't know if it's a complete crib, but it's let's, very, let's very similar. And homage. And um, homage, it's, Yeah, it's yes. probably a crib. Um, do you think that when, when um, uh, the writer, Philip Martin, when he dropped off his script... He, had, he left his copy of 2000 AD on top and Eric Sayward picks it up and he goes, oh, this is brilliant. This is the best one Let's we've ever had. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, this couple yeah. definitely are from that Judge Dredd thing. Yes. But the other thing that I've got a problem with in this is the cheapness of it because yes, it's yeah. all studio bound, isn't it? Yeah, this, and is, this is horribly cheap. It's horribly cheap. Yeah. They've got no money. I mean, that couple with their little flat, yeah. you know, well, you've not- got... When you say flat, you're absolutely right. It's it's two flat wall. Panels. It's two flat walls. Yeah. Painted very badly. When yeah. you watch it, it's like, is that meant to be rock or stone? But somebody's just yeah. got a sponge yeah, and stippled paint on the walls. I like to think that they might have done that to cheer up their cell. They might have seen a, you know, their version of uh, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Yeah, but that colour scheme's through all the corridors it's and true, everywhere. Yeah. I think we're meant to believe this is carved out rock yeah. because it's a mining planet, isn't it? Well, we also get, I mean, none of, none of the commerce in this holds any sort of water. The minute you think about it, none of it makes any sense. Um, so you sort of have to go with it. But yeah, the, this, this is... Um, this is about three story. This is what's absolutely amazing. It's like three storylines welded together, and it still underruns, and they pad yeah. it out. It's like this. This isn't storyline. This is someone's had. This is this is someone lent on a bar going. What a good story. Um, <laughs> prison planet where the, the the they've forgotten that they're prison. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. And that must have been it because there's no detail to any of this. If you take away the the quality actors like Mike Jarvis and uh, Nabil Shaban. This yeah, the story doesn't hold up. No, it, not it's at all. Serviceable at best, but <laughs> I always remember the um, the the novelization of this being awful because it was literally without the performances buoying it up. It's so dull. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's just awful. We're not praising this up very well, are we? Really? No, we're not. No, no, no we're not. Well, it it, yeah. it does elevate a little bit because we've got a scene on the TARDIS. Uh, yes. with uh, yeah. the, the the doctor and Perry, and I like the uh, the idea there that uh, you know there's reference to how the doctor the night before had uh, yeah. burnt dinner, and it's meant to be a salad. Yeah, I, I really... like the idea of them just having these yeah. little off moments. You always got the idea with with the sixth doctor and Perry that they had a life on the TARDIS. Yes. Whereas with especially with Peter Davison stuff, it it never felt like they were living on that ship. It was just a a, a, a device to get them from place to place, wasn't it? But this, yeah, you. I love the fact that it's, they have that little bit of banter. You know, it's like you burnt the dinner last night, so we were having salad. And yeah. like, I imagine a lot of that is ad libbed uh, yeah. by the actors. Um, and I love the fact that that Colin's always tinkering with the TARDIS. Mm. Yeah, he's he's really good. And I I love the fact that when the TARDIS breaks down, he instantly gives up. It's like, this is brilliant. <laughs> He's very resigned to a, yeah. um, a, a, a life of just endless regenerations yeah, I, until we finally die. Yeah, I love it he? when he says to him, he says, you'll only live a few years. You're I'm going to keep on yeah. regenerating. <laughs> brilliant. It's so good. And again, Perry, feisty, she goes off, tries to find a... The thing. manual. So, yeah, yes. you could... Now they would have it where it's the doctor's plan to get her to think and to, you know what I mean but there it's like no he's just this is just the doctor he's a lazy bugger you know, <laughs> he gives up at the slightest stuff a lazy bugger yes, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I still think it's a again typical Eric Sayward sort of um, script editing 
the fact that the TARDIS breaks down and needs the one element that oh. we've already been discussing. That's a Blake yeah. Seven trope as yeah. well, isn't it? And you know what would have worked better <coughs> is if the TARDIS scene had been first. So the Doctor introduces the fact they need Light and Seven. Then oh, he's looking yeah. for it, and he goes, oh, God, there's only one planet that produces this, Varos. And then, then go to Varos. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. One little rearrangement, and, and you're no longer in the... Oh, what a coincidence that is! You're in the okay. He he went out and looked for that. Yeah. Perfect. Little 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 uh, little fix there. Yeah. They yeah. don't have to pay me for it. Don't they? <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. Well, we've got a scene change next, and uh, yep. there we have. There, there's our man. Your unreasonable man. Love the price of your commodity a little, please. My people deserve fair prices for the Zyton 7 all. Who else will buy from you if my corporation withdraws its contract? We shall have to find other outlets, I should think. You are not a rich planet. Zyton is all you have to sell. There are other exports. We're expanding into entertainments and communications with some success. How? The punishment dome. We sell tapes of what happens there. <laughs> that is enterprising. Your idea, Governor. Yes? Are they really disturbing, these videos you sell? They show what befalls those who refuse to obey the orders by which the people of Varos must live. Torture, blindness, execution. All the functions of the punishment dome are recorded as warnings to miscreants everywhere. But they entertain as well as instruct. You must ask my chief officer. He is responsible for Comtech Division product. I will hope to help organize your sales exports. If you can set. To lower your Zyphon price! I can't. I'm sorry. Then my patience is exhausted and springs out to Seal. Wonderful, wonderful seal. Yeah, he was, he was at the uh, Panopticon convention I went to as well. Absolutely lovely man. So He's a so, fanboy, yeah. isn't he? Oh, yeah, I mean, he's yeah, a total he's a, fanboy. Yeah, he, he, he was very knowledgeable. And again, I don't know whether Doctor Who just attracts these sort of actors, but are very much a raconteur and keep people fascinated and in the palm of his hand yeah i've yeah. seen a number of documentaries with him yeah. and yes he likes the camera oh, he yes. likes talking yeah. to the camera doesn't he raconteur yeah. that's a very good word yeah but what do you think about the seal suit i love it i loved it when you i loved it then i love it now i think it's so good i know they changed the the mask the neckline for the next appearance because mm. it was i mean it does look a little bit uh last minute fitting shall we say Oh, I've got a reason in behind the scenes oh, right. for that. Excellent. But the um, you instantly you you first see it and you think, okay, they've because remember this is an era of Doctor Who. This is what we talked about the Terraleptils, where this was at the time this was considered. Oh my God, look at this! Because we're yeah. used to aliens on Doctor Who being that they've just got blue skin, or sometimes not even that. They wear a funny hat. Yes. Um, so this was, this was, yeah, this was really good. Um, and, and as soon as he starts speaking, you ignore the fact that it's obviously a man sitting on a fish tank in a lot of latex. He's compelling straight from the off. Mm. There's a yeah. reason this is pretty much the only sort of recurring villain that 
was created in the JNT era. Other than the Mara, of course, but I didn't really. It's, a, it's not really a villain, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, yeah, he's superb. I, I think it's a great character, a great creation. Um, also, it has to be said, Doctor Who invented the Ferengi before Star Trek. Very much so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, that I think they could have done a bit better is it's not clear enough that you know he is sitting on a table when there is a gap between him yeah. and the tank underneath. Because if you look at that and you're not looking too carefully, you'll go, "Oh, there's mirrors there or something yeah. to disguise the fact that there's actually <laughs> a man standing well, this, inside yeah, that this, fish tank." This is what's really weird, isn't it? That that they've they've hired. Uh, Nabil because I mean because he's a good actor but also because of his physicality that that they can do this this shtick of saying look it's not a man because which is weird in itself that's a weird thing and then they've obviously thought if we push this too far this is quite insensitive right so they've pulled back on the very reason why they wanted to have him over a tank and, yeah and it's like you should have done one or the other but I, th- I think it sort of works. But you're right that it's almost like they're embarrassed to to say, "Yeah, we hired him," be- you know, because we could do this effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, thinking back on it, when I used to watch the videos that I'd recorded, I can remember being irritated by Nabil um, and thinking that he's too over the top. Yeah, and being irritated by his laugh. Yeah. See, I. I it, Weirdly, I, 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 as I've said before, I was very much the very serious fan. I didn't like silliness. And I, I really should have hated this, but I don't know, something about his characterization just just sort of struck with me, and I, I really liked it. But yeah, you could see, and again, you could see them using clips of this in a, you know, a, a take the Mickey Noel Edmonds yes. thing. Yeah. You know, but he's not... You, taken as a whole the character works perfectly uh, it all fits well looking at it now you know um um i think you know if somebody was to um you know choose to show a clip where he's going yeah. a bit ott and losing a bit you you you, you kind of got grounds for that but yeah. i like seal when he's not too annoyed because nabil is you know he, he's really really good yeah when he's trying to be persuasive Yes. He does the tongue roll, which I wish I could do. I can't do that noise. Yeah. Um, when he's trying to be persuasive with the given year, yeah. um, it, he's brilliant. And I love the fact that he keeps... They, they say so he's, got, he's got a defective voice box. Yes. But they keep get, he keeps mispronouncing words or pronouncing them in a really strange way. I love that. That is so good. I've got a question. I had a question for later. Oh, right. Is that a... A, a nod to Yoda because some of the ways he he structures his sentences be, are yeah. very almost Yoda speak. Yeah, he does have the the, the weird, almost Germanic, weird tense. Yeah, you know, the words are in the wrong order style. I think it could be. Yeah, Green Alien Yoda. Yeah, could be. Yeah, and he's there to to haggle over the ore prices. Yes, Zyton Seven Ore. Which, Zyton um, Seven. They yes. say that it's it's needed throughout the galaxy by time-travelling species and their time machines. <laughs> uh, who are these time-travelling species? Yeah, but... Also, at the why, same could, t- why couldn't they travel back in time and get a cheaper price? You would think, wouldn't yeah. you? Yes, yeah. yeah like I say, don't bear too much thinking about. 
Yeah, and at the same time, he finds out about Varos's entertainment for the yes. masses. Yeah, so this this was the height of the video nasty. Yes. Uh, period, which again, a lot of people now, especially the younger folk, the the youths, um, they won't remember the video nasty period. This was this was an absolutely uh, appalling and barking mad period of of British history. Yes. So people went to prison, served prison sentences for renting out films that you can now buy on Tesco's yep. cashier counters. Um, it is it is mad. This this was the. I always say that we're, that America's we're we're about sort of twenty years ahead of America in society things, and I think this is true. This was the height of the the Christian moral outrage. Yep. Um, and at the time, Margaret Thatcher propped up her government. I mean, God, this sounds so familiar now, doesn't it? Propped up her government by appealing to the the Christian power base. And one of the things that, that the Christians didn't like was people enjoying themselves. Um, so, so they were very much on the that that these so-called video nasties would corrupt the young. And as soon as you watch one, you would want to go out and stab someone. Um, it's, it's utter madness. But it, like I say, people went to prison for this. Yeah. Um, the 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 police were raiding uh, video shops and taking away anything that had a lurid cover. Um, they were taking away films that had similar titles to films that they thought were on the video nasties list. There was this fabled list that the police force had to prosecute people that sold or distributed this list because they were so morally corrupting. Um, but then the, most police forces didn't have that list. So they were basing yeah. it just on PC plod, going down going, oh, that cover's got a pair of tits on it. Let's, uh, let's take that away for evidence. Yeah. I, I I remember Hellraiser. I, I bought yeah. an ex-rental Hellraiser, and on the back, you've got um, you know each side of the text. You've got like it's meant to be like open flesh. Yeah. But to get that through, they they coloured it green rather than yeah. red. You know, just, just absolutely. <laughs> red. I mean, a lot a lot of the Italian zombie films, which I adore, are shit. There's there's no way anyone's watching them and going, oh my god, these are these are these are real. Um, I mean, it got to it got to such a mad point that, uh, like Cannibal Holocaust, um, that went to a, an Italian court uh, where the the director was accused of killing his cast, and he brought the cast into the courtroom and went ta-da, <laughs> and it was kicked out. But this this the nutters were running the world. I think they yep. possibly still are. Um, it's just it's so weird to look at. Like the, we in in Britain, we couldn't legally see The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. We couldn't legally see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, except unless you went to a a uh, cinema that uh, operated as a club, yes. and you could watch anything you want, yeah. or you could apply the cin- a cinema could apply to the local council, and the local council had the right, due to an archaic ruling, to okay the watching of uncertificated films. Yeah. So mad, but uh, it is th- mad. Yeah, it is mad. If you're interested in it, then there's a great. Um, Video Nasties box set of DVDs that you can still pick up quite cheap, and there's a documentary on it. Box of the Band, it's called, and there's a documentary on it. Goes into it, and um, it, it's just astonishing. It's worth watching. Yeah. How did yeah. we get out of the eighties? How exactly. did we do it? I mean, you say about real world. I would like there to be a real world punishment of politicians now. You know what we see happening yeah. to the governor. All the while, we find out, you know, things like, oh yeah, you, you know, about the 
you know, the coronavirus <coughs> thing. Oh, it, it was ignored for three months. Zap them. Yeah, you know, zap them. Put them in this machine. Do you know what, though? It would, this would work like this program in that, like, Boris Johnson would be up there possibly saying something sensible. Unlikely, but possibly. And people would go, I'm going to zap him because I'm against the... <laughs> yeah, it's so polarised. And this, this predicted it, didn't it? Yep. <clears throat> See, that bit is good, though. But in yep. this story, I mean, not much is happening, you know, because Sill is there to haggle a deal yes. with the governor. Yeah, we've, so we've got, we've got multiple running storylines here. None of them are particularly interesting. So we've got the Doctor needs Zite on Seven, or yep. nothing really comes of that. It's not like he goes and look. you know what I mean? He's not... That's not on his mind. That's just a thing to get him there. You've got the governor. Now, this the weird political system. So the governor is in charge, but isn't in charge because it's actually run by the people below him, even yes. though they follow his order. That makes no sense. And so you've got that, which doesn't really go anywhere. You've got the the fact that the governor's trying to renegotiate the price of Zyton 7 to, I think, bizarrely, seven units or something, or eight units. Um that never goes anywhere. Nope. You've got Sill saying, we're going to invade and take over. That never goes anywhere. Nope. Um, you've got the rebellion, the worst rebellion until <laughs> the next story we're discussing. Oh, God, we've still got another story to discuss. The next story um, we're discussing it doesn't go anywhere. They don't even have Brian Blessed to buoy them up, do they? Um, yeah, it's a story of nothings. No. I mean, there's just God, a lot of standing around and doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know? it's, it's so bizarre. If you, had yeah. to write, if you had to write down what happens in the story, it's literally one paragraph, isn't it? Yeah. Because even when the TARDIS arrives, I mean, the TARDIS arrives and it interrupts old Jason's torture. Yes. Um, I love the you guard. Know. I love the guard on that one. I, I, I like his helmet. Well, it's an Earthshock helmet again, isn't it? It is an Earth. Yeah, yeah it's a, been tweaked a bit, hasn't Yeah, with it? a panel but, on the front. That's Terrible again, that's video effects, is. though. Oh, God, the video effects are awful. And like I said last... I think I said it last week, or I said it to someone last week, it might not have been our listeners, I might have been talking to the cat, um, <laughs> that they were all overlaid live as they happened. They, yeah. Th- this isn't post-production, which is why they're so appalling. They are very, very bad. Very bad. And talking about very bad, shortly after that, we got a chase through the corridors with their golf buggy. Yes, the, I mean, even Colin Baker says they were embarrassed on the day of filming for this, because it was, in the script, it was this fast-paced chase, um, and then this thing turned up, and it's literally slower than if you got off and walked backwards. It, I can't believe how slow that yeah. flaming thing is. Oh, dear, oh, dear. But as bad as that is... It gets even worse because just after that, we've got Jason Connery giving his speech. Oh, God. All these cameras, they feed pictures from here into every home. The whole dome is wired. Areas of ingenious danger lurk in every corner. You can die in so many varied and spectacular ways. The cruel thing is that there is supposed to be a safe route leading towards an exit. Freedom. If we can get back to the TARDIS, we can get away from here much more easily. How? You find a way back to the TARDIS and the Doctor will be delighted to demonstrate. Do you know where we are? Near the purple zone, next to the interrogation and execution area. Is there another way to get back to his spaceship? TARDIS? Not without traversing the purple zone. Then we're trapped. Good as dead. Not yet. Let's see what this purple passage has to offer. Is he sane, this Doctor? Sometimes. 
about how you can die in so many spectacular ways. Oh, it is awful. It's cringy, isn't it? What do you Less think than... they were actually thinking? You know, the likes of Colin Baker and that, and it's like when you've got this piece of wood standing next I to you. I don't know. I mean, more to the point, what happens, I mean, presumably when he went home and his dad's Sean Connery, who is, you know, one of one of the living legends of actors. Well, he's an icon, isn't an he? An icon. And they're sat watching this one week, you know, one weekend or whatever. And uh, he's going, Dad, Dad, what do you think of my acting? Oh, Sean, it's shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what is strange about Jason Connery. I mean, he can't act at all, but if 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 you cover his nose and mouth up, that is Sean Connery. His eyes are Sean Connery's eyes, aren't they? They are, yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got Sean Connery's eyes, but not his acting ability. Yeah, he didn't inherit the acting gene, did he? No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Because they're just about to go into the purple zone or the purple passage. Apparently, that's a Colin Baker ad lib. You know, he's meant to have said the purple zone. It's like let's explore the purple passage. Yeah, (laughs) brilliant. (laughs) Who are misses? Yes. Um, and we've got the, the, these crappy threat uh, threats in in the zone. I quite like the fly. I like the way the fly's been yeah. done. Yeah, these bits are right. I mean, it's, it stretches credulity that that of the thousands of people that have been executed in this manner, none of them thought of closing their eyes. Yeah, that, <laughs> that stretches it a bit, you know. But yeah. at least, I mean, now you would have the doctor pulling out the sonic screwdriver and going, and well, uh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and all the way through this, Seal's not doing much. He's no. just fuming that things aren't being done. Yeah, there's no there's no plot for him to uh, to get his teeth into. Luckily, there's plenty of scenery for him to chew. Instead, God, he, he, yeah. he does go over. He's the brilliant. Top, I love it he? though. I love it when he gets annoyed. I just love it. Um, he screams yeah. most yeah. of the time, doesn't he? He's, he's yeah. a passionate passionate man. Is still. Um, <coughs> <coughs> yeah, it's it, nothing's happening again. All we're doing is. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was watching this. And I thought, oh my god, it's coming up to the first cliffhanger. We've had 45 minutes, and it feels like we're two minutes into the episode. Nothing has happened. Nope, nope. And then we do have the cliffhanger. Yeah. You know, the Doctor supposedly dies which of is, heat exhaustion. Yeah, which, which is an almost perfect cliffhanger. It's brilliant. It's so well done. I love that. And cut it now. And yes. It cut. It's superb. Yeah. Totally yeah. ruined for the next episode. Then. None well, of the next real. episode, yeah, we got yeah. the acid bath scene, yeah. haven't we? Which, you know. I, I've no problem with this, apart from the quip at the end. Because the thing at the time was, it was on all the papers, the Doctor murders these people by pushing them into an accident. It's an accident. No, he doesn't. He's trying to help me. It's an accident. He but he shouldn't have been quippy at the end of it. He shouldn't have made the quip. And that would have been... That was too Bondy, and it would have been much better for him to just look aghast at what's happened. Yeah. Don't make a comedy moment out of two people dying. It's, But again, that's the, another one of those... They thought it was very adult to do it, and it's not. It just comes mm. across as very, very juvenile. Eric Sayward, at this point, always reminded me of a 15-year-old boy. Mm. Not in his looks, obviously, but but in, his, <laughs> in the way he wrote. It's like, you, you know the stories you would write when you're 15... And then he hit her and he punched her and her head come off and there was blood everywhere and yeah. then he went, fell in the acid. and uh, Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just a shame. Um, I'd love to know what Terrence Dix would have done with these stories. No, oh, it'd be a totally different thing, wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? Wouldn't it just? Wouldn't it? The next thing I've got on my notes about, uh, says about Seal's language uh, transposer having a yes. fault. And then never 
exclamation marks. And I love the way he goes, never! <laughs> in the background, because he is in the background during these, yep. um, you know, talks with, you know, the governor and the chief and Perry. And he is in the background, but, yeah, boy, he makes up for it, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He's, uh, he's um, projecting out to the gods, isn't he? So. Yes, yeah. And then we've got the Doctor putting on this Phantom of the Opera mask. Yeah. Very, very, I mean, the whole character of, uh, is it Quillam? Quillam, Quillam, yeah. Whatever he is. Um, again, they, they don't do anything with it. This could But I don't see nice. the point in Quillam. No, he's, he, he, he's filling time. There's, he, he serves no plot purpose whatsoever. What's the point of him, yeah. having, him having a disfigurement? Yeah, well, it's, it's this, it's this, I think A, where they were going for a Phantom of the Opera thing, because Phantom of the Opera was big in the 80s, wasn't it? The, I think the, yeah. the play had just come out. So I think they were going for a Phantom of the Opera thing. But again, this very juvenile juvenile sort of thing of he's facially disfigured, therefore must be a pervert. Mm. Yeah, which is, is such a weird... You wouldn't do it now. Not at all. No, not now. Yeah. No. And then we've got the execution scene, which looks yep. so cheap. I mean, the whole thing looks so cheap. Yeah. Well, it's the same set where they had the acid baths, and it would just yes. be slightly redressed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It is horrendous. I know that, I mean, there was a, I think there was a, a almost an accident, wasn't there, on set because of the... the oh, was there? Yeah, I'm sure in the making of, they say that, that they it, just beforehand the ropes didn't give way. <laughs> oh, so, right. Yeah, it's like, oops. Uh, good job we tested it. <laughs> but again, very. You can again, you see what they're going for. But compare this to the, the assassination scene in Caves of Androzani, mm. which had real gravitas. Whereas this is just silly. It's just cheap and silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we've got this whole transmutation scene yep. of of Perry and again the... absolute filler that goes nowhere. And this, but I mean, but I, there's no point. Yeah, Why no have point they got whatsoever. a transmutation? thing yeah. on a mining planet I know it's it's just so it's Quillam he's, he's, he's saying that this machine takes your deepest fear or your darkest desire desire it, or something yeah and it yeah. changes your it's like what and yet you, you say so you've got all this and you're selling ore yes <laughs> what <laughs> oh, no it's nonsense yeah. it's, um, pad, it's yeah. padding pure padding I mean, it, it makes a nice. You can put it in the trailer can't you and it's yeah. I mean I, I mean the effect the makeup effects are alright Perry is a bird. If I don't see the what, what? Yeah, makes no sense. Because she wants to fly away from there. Yes, of course. Oh dear, no, no, it is padding. We've got more padding with more yeah. running down corridors with yeah. that buggy thing, and and then we, because they've got no monies, somehow you've got a jungle in the corridors. Yes, with old men in nappies. In oh, that's exactly what I've got. Yeah. I've got blokes in nappies, which is a scary prospect, but not in the way they think. Uh, scarily acted. Yeah. <laughs> I just you say about what did the what did the actors think when they saw the buggy? What did they think when they saw this? Well, you're going to go up against some cannibals. Oh, oh, like Italian cannibal movies? No, not really. <laughs> they are wearing nappies. Do you think oh, the guy came idea. out in his in his wife and go, "Excuse me, where's my costume?" And they went, "We ain't got time for that. Just do the scene. Put your nappy on." <laughs> I'm wearing my wife fronts. Yeah, awful. Next thing we've got is, I think it's uh, my favourite seal moment, is uh, when he asks to be watered down. Yes, yeah. And the guy's being too aggressive with his watering, and then he wants it gentle, and then it's like, mirror, 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 mirror. 
Well, and again, <laughs> um, absolutely ripped off for the uh, the the new who Cassandra, the stretched skin, which yeah. was moisturizing. Yes. But this is done yeah. done so much better. I love the fact that Sil is vain, and I also yes. I absolutely adore the fact that he finds Perry repulsive, as but, he but, should. Yeah, but the other one he. Yeah starts to find attractive when she yeah. starts yeah. transforming as well Which is, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hilarious yeah and he says he's going to be governor of Varos yeah um, um, but uh, that's not going to happen because then he finds out from his bosses that they found more of this stuff on an asteroid somewhere this makes no sense we found another supply so therefore pay anything for the supply you've got there. You've already got, because we've found others. Yep. Yeah, it what, makes no sense. What would have been better is if it had said, the asteroid we get our secondary supply from has just blown up. We're desperate for this now. Pay it. Pay anything. That makes more yes. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. you know, he, 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 he's well, we, screaming, he's not happy. Yeah. Um, I get like that, that. that brilliant pun, Colin Baker pun. I was just about to oh, say, I love that. think yeah. he needs more than water, Perry, eh? Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to- total Colin Baker ad-lib. It was a the total ad- ad-lib. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and he leaves Sill yeah. uh, to the Verosians yeah. to so- sort out his punishment. Yeah, the, you never really find out what's going on, what things. I mean... The, it's, it's it's the most non-event of a story, and this is this is the whole era's problem: is that that none of these stories does anything really happen in. They're, it's like it's like they've they've done the world building, and then someone said, "Well, what happens in it?" Well, I don't know. Just wander about a bit. Hmm. Look at the curtains. Ah, it it's so weird. I mean, having said that, I enjoyed it. I you know I happily watched it the other night again. Yeah, I've got a question though. I mean, you know, the doctor says, "Oh, we'll leave the Verosians to sort out his yeah. punishment." But what exactly has Sill done wrong? He's done nothing wrong. He was there to haggle a deal, and he was st- yep. sticking to his, you know, amount, wasn't he? It's okay, the, there was some sort yeah. of collusion with the chief. Yeah, but, but at the end of the day, yeah. he was there to get a price. Yep. His 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 crime is that he's he wants money. He's a, he's avaricious. Avaricious. Yes. And yes. that's, that was a, a huge crime, wasn't it, in the 80s? It was your greedy, greedy bankers, rah, greedy CEOs. Rah. But yeah, he's done, he's done nothing wrong. I mean, no. he's a bit I mean, bit dubious, but... I've seen a con- contradiction. Um, I've seen somewhere that it was fan pressure that brought Seal back, but I've seen elsewhere that John Nathan Turner said, as they finished making Vengeance on Varos, uh, keep hold of the suit, we'll be needing that again. Yeah, I mean, I... I I think possibly a combination of both, but I don't know where this fan pressure sort of came from. Other than I imagine they, there was probably lots of fan letters saying we really like Sill, right? Because um, otherwise, what did did a fan sidle up to uh, J and T and threaten him? You know, I don't know what this fan pressure. What exact exactly what pressure could they bring? I think probably yeah. Because I yeah I was it a. a I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think they probably just saw that this was an interesting character, and JNT did want. He wanted a monster, didn't he? He wanted a, a monster from his era yes. that would go down, uh, you know, famous like the Daleks or the Cybermen or the Yeti. <coughs> so, I mean, it's. I, I think they made the right decision. Uh, of any of the characters we see in season twenty-two, mm. um, I think Sill is probably the one that should have come back. I'm thinking maybe it was just, you know, 
responses to the Radio Times or yeah, points of view be, yeah. and something like that, yeah. you know, uh, favourable. Um, yeah. yeah. And of course, he was meant to have come back in the cancelled season. Yes, he um, was. He was meant to be in a story with the Ice Warriors. Yeah, Mission uh, to Magnus. Magnus. Yeah. Now I've read read the book of it, and it's a bloody awful story. So Is I'm it? sort of yeah, I'm sort of glad. It's a bit like. If anything, it's it's so it's different to Vengeance of the Fantasy, and there's too much in it. There's like eight stories been hammered together, but an absolute abundance, even in book form, of running up and down ice corridors. Mm, so okay. mm, yeah, uh, everyone speaks of uh, the original season twenty three as that it would have been this amazing, marvelous series, and it would have you know it would have been up there with season fifteen and season fourteen and blah blah blah. Uh, no, it wouldn't. It all sounds like more twaddle like what we got. I mean, there's one about killer cats and there's one about uh, the, going to Blackpool and meeting the uh, the uh, slightly racist um, celestial toy maker. Yeah, it, it all sounds rather awful. But of course, mm. none, of, none of that came to be because uh, uh, Michael Grade <laughs> didn't like the programme. Yeah, it went off on its hiatus, didn't it? Did, it did, yeah. So, so the, sto- the story was that there was huge amounts of complaints about the violence. There wasn't. Um, no one was watching it, sadly, by that point. So, or hardly anyone. Um, the viewing figures had gone down as the season progressed. Um, even with the Daleks sort of coming back, the viewing figures went up a little bit, but by then they'd already announced it. Um, in reality, what happened was that Michael Grade had been appointed as uh, controller of BBC One. Michael Grade hated science fiction, couldn't see the point of it, and had a, a, a an abhorrence for Doctor Who. Now, I say good on him for having that view, but he shouldn't have used his own views no. when you're working for a public corporation and you're meant to represent the entire audience. That's where Michael Grade was a complete idiot. Um, it's very close-minded, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You know, just because of your view. Yeah. Uh, I've got a similar parallel to that in the back in the 90s, I used to, you know, in my spare time, um, you know, help out in my local comic shop. Yeah. And uh, the owner of the comic shop, you know, he loved Star Trek and stuff like that, didn't like Doctor Who, so he never stopped any Doctor Who stuff. And I, I yeah. remember thinking back then, this is ridiculous. You yeah. are cutting off potential... You know, custom. This, this is even. I mean, it's it's even worse than that, really. So, what the the equivalent would be is that the the comic shop owner hired a manager, and the manager didn't like Doctor Who because he's then causing someone else to lose money. Then mm. this is what Michael Grade was done, and I mean, I know the BBC has a history of very of of putting so much power in its governors that you know, and its controllers that they are doing this sort of thing, but. You don't, even if you, even if, 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 I mean, I, I, I absolutely detest reality TV. I think, I think it's just the lowest common denominator, but it's popular. And if your remit is that, that, and this is what the BBC remit was at the time, was that you, you cater for the popular and the unpopular and the minorities and mm. you don't come in and immediately start cutting everything. I mean, you, the man was just... He, he wasn't a great controller. No, um, not at all. I mean, the fact that he didn't like Doctor Who, I don't blame him. Not for everyone's taste. 
but you don't you don't get rid of it especially no. at the time the video sales uh, and the book sales and the merchandise sales was bringing in more money to BBC Enterprises than the program cost to make. Yes. Um, but they didn't care because that was a different budget. So BBC Enterprises were raking it in and they never, that money was never shared with the production app. Um, <laughs> which is, again, it's, uh, the BBC is, it's fascinating sort of descent into madness when you mm. sort of look into it. Uh, but yeah, so, so they announced this 18 month uh, suspension and originally it was said it's 18 months to to make sure we get it right you know we want we're too much fun we want to get it right uh, and then of course it all blew up Ian Levine uh, well JNT had Ian Levine release uh, information out because because uh, he's horrendously unprofessional um, and Ian Levine was in all the papers he was you know famously he was the the average fan that wanted to smash his TV because it's bollocks, utter bollocks. It's a shameful period for fandom, and I don't think fandom's ever recovered from it. No. Um, uh, it, it, I mean, at the end of the day, I love Doctor Who, but it's a TV program. Yeah. You know, had they axed it completely then, I think you'd look back on it as a great program that tailed off a bit towards the end. But it came back. They, they weirdly, even it's so bizarre that they had all these scripts paid for, but then JNT decided not to use any of them, um, even though Eric Saywood wanted to because it was like we've done work on them, we should use them, that we've paid for them. But no, they decided to go for an all new script, and they had this this absolutely bizarre idea to say the program's on trial, therefore the show will be about trial. Um, bad idea again, number one. Then they said we'll we'll do a link in, so all fourteen episodes will be one story. Uh, bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, then they put in these interminable trial Lincoln scenes, which start off really good. Um, and I do like the, the banter between um, Michael Jason and Colin Baker as the Valley yeah. Gardener Doctor. Superb, love it. Uh, and you've got the Oxo Mum in there for for good yeah. measure. So I, I quite like, but then they rapidly start to become intrusive because you're watching the stories <coughs> and uh, every every couple of minutes you're just getting into the story and it will go back to the trial room. Yep. What this should have been used for, if, if you wanted to go down this route, what it should have been used for is you have the current cast and crew introduce classic stories yeah. and you have the trial scenes going... I remember when I was I went to the Dartmoor cave system and then you show the Silurians and you you, yeah. you pick stories. That could have been a superb way to get people back into go. You know what? I used to love Doc Two. I can see it's still sort of the same program. Let's no, give it a chance. Yeah, let's give it a chance. Nope, they they decided to go with four varying stories. Um, they they decided to come back, uh, and I mean the, the the tone of the program was watered down a, a bit like you know when they brought in graham williams because they said that philip hinchcliffe's years were too violent too dark yeah so yeah. they said replace the violence with humor and they sort of not as badly but they sort of did it here and sometimes it works so when you've got you've got great actors like tony selby as glitz the humor works perfectly but then you you get other people that are not quite as as good at comedy and they're delivering their lines straight um, you know, like uh, Joan Sims, who you would think would be good at comedy. 
not not <laughs> here. No, no, no. She's delivering what is obviously written as a comedic uh, a performance. She's delivering it dead straight, bless her. Um, so yeah, so they decided to do this this trial storyline. So you get the first one, which is a Mysterious Planet, which is a Robert Holmes script. So you got a lovely, you get some lovely lines in it, but nothing really happens in it. It's it's probably one of my favourites out of these four. And then you get yeah. the fan favourite comes up, and it's um, it's uh, uh, Mysterious Planet, mm. uh, which is the return of uh, our good old friend Sill. Yes. Now. <laughs> If, if if you say Seal to me, I think Vengeance on Varus. I yep. never think Mind Warp because to me, no. the Seal in Mind Warp is just that's not Seal. No, they watered Seal down yes. something chronic. Well, they, they, the whole season's been watered down, hasn't it? I mean, I I'm yep. not a great fan of Mind Warp. I know, weirdly, it seems to be a fan favourite out of the season. I think it's it's. I mean, the the behind, if you'll pardon the expression, the behind-the-scenes filming of it was a clusterfuck. It was absolutely cursed. This this was the beginnings of the of the the huge uh, split between JNT and Ian Levine on one side and Eric Sayward on the other. Mm-hmm. And again, fascinating. Go and research it. It's fascinating. Delve into the psyche of, of stubborn people. Um, and I don't know who who you side with. They both both sides seem to have acted in like little children, yeah, um, rather than being professional. Um, and it it shows in the program. It's it's absolutely schizophrenic. So I mean, even Colin Baker says that he was asking, well, what what am I doing here? Is this fake evidence from the the mm-hmm. Matrix? Am I actually brainwashed? And they were going, who, who cares? Do what you want. Brilliant. The the show should have ended. I mean, the show should have ended. I mean, I watched Trial of Time Lord, you know, just with horror because yeah. all the you know all the um, you know the past you know few years where I'm becoming more and more you know disillusioned yeah. and um, unsatisfied, just massively accelerated yeah. when the show came back, and I was so pleased that it came back, and you yeah. had that opening. Sequence, oh, you know, which I featured on effectively speaking, it is so yeah. good, and it's like brilliant. We're back, we're back. Yeah. Colin Baker is the doctor, well, Perry's here, yeah. and then it's like, oh my god. And every week, I just become more yeah. and more disheartened by it. Well, I, yeah, because I, I, like I say, I at the time I, I loved season 22, and I thought, oh, if it comes back, and if it's if it's like that, I don't mind. And it came back, and like you say, you get the first. You get the first few shots, and you go, okay. And the first story, like I say, I quite like it. I think it's quite funny. I, I enjoy the the pathetic um, nature of, of all of it. It's got a good robot, the, the Drathro mm-hmm. in it. He's a good robot. Uh, terrible scenes with the village of the free again. It's like, oh, dear God. And so I thought, okay. And then this one, this story come along. It's like, oh, okay, this, I, this doesn't make any sense. What's going on? Oh, okay. And you start getting that feeling that, there's no overall plan for this season. No, they've they've got four separate stories and they've just hooked the trial thing to it because it's not it's not doing anything clever. And then you get Terror of Vervoids, which is an is an okay story, but looks like they spent fourpence on it. It's awful. And then you get the final two parter, which is in reality two one parters with a massive argument and Robert Holmes dying in between. Um, and at that point, I thought, this is shit. What am I doing? Wasting my... I, yep. It was almost an epiphany yep. moment of going, 
you know when you they say when you know um when you reach adulthood you put aside childish things and you should yeah and that was almost the point for me where i went oh god i've wasted my life what's going on <laughs> but then then they announced that they'd sacked colin baker and a new doctor and i thought okay let's give it a go time and arani oh i want to slip my throat <laughs> I get, it was yeah. a very dark time it was wasn't a dark it for us? time yeah people, it was a very dark do you know time. what i mean it, it, it makes me amused where people go well i didn't quite like that scene in the 13th doctor story didn't like that scene we had like almost a, <laughs> we had a bloody season shit. or two yeah. yeah yeah no mind warp everything yeah. is out for me oh my you yeah know. mind warp sorry i called it mysterious planet didn't i know it's mind warp is the story, mind yeah. warp yeah i mean you know i mean sill yeah. you know isn't the sill that we saw before no. you know no. apparently there was some uh, decision made to um you know soften yes. his character yeah. not have him so sadistic um, yeah, he's just greedy in this. He's not sadistic at all. He's, he's greedy, greedy and he's subservient as yes, well because yeah. we have another one of Kim. his type. No, I love I uh, I love uh, um, Mike from the Young Ones as a an alien. I think he's he's playing it horrendously straight, which I don't know whether that's a mistake or not. But the other thing that I can forgive this story a lot for is uh, Cozia. I love mm-hmm. that character and I love the way the actor plays it. I love the fact that he stops for a cup of tea halfway yeah. through a brain operation. It's like, yes, that's my man. Um, but yeah, it's none of this story. I mean, we we were saying there's not a lot happening in Adventures of Paris. None of Mind Warp makes any sense. Nope. Not at all. So you got the Doctor arrives on the beach, which looks. I mean, it's oh my god, it's paint box again <laughs> gone mad, isn't it? Looks terrible. Um, and they've gone to the they've gone to the effort of filming it at a beach but then it looks fake because of mm. what they do to it and he's investigating a supply of weapons even though later on he says he knows that the mentors live on this planet and are weapons sellers it makes yeah. no sense <laughs> you know if they'd have gone with the the Valiard did actually alter this story and then they you could have possibly done something with this you know but they don't go anywhere with it no, I don't like Kiff either. Because you know, I, like, yeah, I, 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 I'm all right with Kiff. I think he's all right. Yeah, but the trouble, yeah. like you say, the trouble with me is, you know, Chris Ryan yeah. is mine yes. from the young yeah. ones. So I can't believe in him no. in anything I, else. He, he does, is Mike yeah. from the young ones. He does get my, and every time I watch the story, it always, I would just laugh at it. Is he gets that brilliant line where he says, um, you'll be dead. Worse, you'll be poor. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Um, well, well, that's their yeah. the, the, all these. Um, well, these are Ferengi. You know, yeah, these, this is yeah. the Ferengi. <laughs> it is, is the Ferengi way, yeah. or the Thoros Beta. Yeah, way. Thoros Beta. Yes. So, so I mean, it's a gaudy planet, isn't it? It's cheap looking. It's gaudy planet, um, and then we meet Brian Blessed. And you would think yeah. anything with Brian Blessed yep. in is going to raise it. He's I I can barely watch his scenes. I mean, you know, I'm a huge Brian Blessed fan. I love. I know it. you are. Yeah. I can barely watch his scenes in this. They're it is painful. This is this is beyond pantomime. This is. I mean, you're watching it and thinking, is he drunk? You know, when you see Ollie Reed on chat shows, yeah, and he went from being this this uber cool hard man to being pathetic, and I, I think Brian Blessed's performance in this is fairly pathetic. It's it was obviously what he was asked to do. They said be Voltan 
That's mm. exactly, and he's playing it like Voltan. But that works in Flash Gordon because everything's over the top. In this, it's like, oh, what is going on? I, I don't and like the, f- the Lucosa. No. He looks like he's got a t- pair of tights stuck over his face. <laughs> and the poor, poor actor can't even close his mouth, can he? He's going, I ain't going to go. It's like, yeah, those teeth are not working for you, mate. It. This story is one of the stories where you wonder why you have it on your shelf. Yes. I have it on my shelf because it was part of the box set. It's the box set, yeah. yes. But even the rest of it isn't that much you're ne- Yeah, you're never... So often I'll... I'll, you know, I'll think, oh, I fancy watching a Doctor Who, and I'll be looking at my shelf, and you'll go, oh, Keith Mouse, it's a Patrick Troutman, or John Pertwee, and you get to Colin Baker, and you never go, do you know what, I think I fancy watching Mind Warp. No, no never. Of course, never. I mean, it'd be interesting if any of our listeners really like this story, just let us know. Because Yeah, let us know on the Facebook page. Yeah. Because, yeah, because of course, this is the story where Perry was supposed to have died. Yes, which is, is an okay scene. It's, I mean, uh, Nicola Bright plays it amazingly well. It's horribly shot, and it's horribly edited. The pacing is so off. But it, is a, it's, it's a, it could have been a really poignant and, and gut-wrenching scene. But again, they immediately, like the next story, go, ah, no, she was fine. It would have been better yeah. if that had happened, because the alternative yeah. is she goes off with Brian. Yeah. What about you have that happen at the beginning, and that's what makes the Doctor go... Mad, oh yeah. You know that. Were, you know he's doing this, and they 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 then say, and he's sort of saying, "Yeah, of course I did this. They killed my friend." Yeah. You know, yeah. B- bring some humanity into it, but no, we de- we don't show real emotions in a no. sci-fi show, should we? No. What I don't understand about you know, nearly two years before, John yeah. Nathan Turner said, you know, hold on to the suit, but Seal is wearing a completely yeah, different completely suit. Different. I um, yeah. it, I mean, it's it's much, it's obviously much better made. But I'm not, I think I, I'm not sure whether I prefer or not. Whether I just got used to the old suit. It's very slick this one, mm. um, but it does look like a a, a molded uh, latex suit. To be yeah. honest. <laughs> and sometimes I think you know the problem with Sill when you look at him is you know either the color of you know Nabil's face doesn't match yeah. the rest of the outfit or you can see the join and I know there was a problem where the, the glue kept coming away that they were sticking yeah. you know the, uh, the the mask bit onto his face with yeah it's it is weird it there's I mean like you say if you if you put two photos up it's a completely different suit and it's I don't think it is an improvement what, what's weird as well is for that you say dumbing down the character and that and making it they make him stupid yeah you know, why is he? Why does he? Why does he think the doctor's being honest with him? It, mm. Sill wasn't stupid in Vengeance. Was in, in fact far the opposite. He was. All right. He. It's a, again this equation with he talks in a weird way, therefore stupid. Yeah, and that's and rubbish. That's, that's rubbish. Yeah, it's. Yeah, the whole thing is, again, is is so. I mean, it's amazing. Any of this watchable, given what was happening behind the scenes. Yeah, but the fact. True. The fact that they had eighteen months to work on this, and they just—they didn't—they they started script editing that like a month before. Yeah, you know, they wasted all that time. They all deserve to be sacked. All the yeah. uh, production staff, and and sad, they keep them all on and sack the one person that's good in this. Yeah, Colin it's is not great fair, in is it? This. Yeah, 
Yeah. He does his best with a shambolic storyline, and he's obviously relishing playing a darker Doctor again. And he gets some great lines in this. And the only reason this is watchable is basically the three leads. Mm. You know, Syl, the Doctor, and Perry. Everything else yeah. is awful. The rebels are awful. The security guards are awful. The makeup effects are awful. And then just <laughs> when you think it can't get any worse, you get a purple Teraleptil. You must have been yes. bloody <laughs> ang- throwing things at the set, hasn't you? Yeah, this is a reason why, I, yes, I don't dig this out very often. No. Yeah, yeah. What, the Teraleptil? <laughs> yes. That, that against him. <laughs> dig him out of my garden. Yeah. A curly lip. I don't like him. Yeah. Um, regarding Sil, yes. um, are you aware that uh, Vengeance on Varos was actually written for the fifth Doctor? Uh, no, I don't I don't think I was aware of that. I might have read it somewhere. Oh, that's interesting. Would that work? Yeah, probably would have. Well, he would still have Perry yeah. with him. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and um, originally Seal's suit was cast as a, a one-piece. Oh, like a, um, like a onesie. Like a onesie, yeah, and that was completely against the director's instructions. Um, he wanted Seal to be able to, to um, you know, turn his head. Yeah. Um, so they cut the head off from the uh, body, and um, so, which leaves you with a whacking great big join, and... Apparently, this original incarnation of Seal, he had these needless uh, frills underneath his forearms, right. right? So what they did was they just cut them off with scissors and they stuck them on the bottom of his jawline, which is why you have that little frill thing. Frill has a seal. Sorry, Seal has a frill. Yeah. It's like a helmet on a curtain set. It is. And yeah, that that, that is a bit... You can see what it's doing, can't you? Oh, yeah. I I mean... I, I don't mind shoddy effects, as you know, I rather like them. And I don't, I mean, at no point, pe- people always go, oh, you, you know, it, it brings you out of your suspension of disbelief. But really, at no point do you imagine that this person is a, you know, is anything an in Doctor, yeah, is an alien or anything in Doctor is remotely real. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. I just, I wish. I wish they'd have put effort rather than into the effects or anything. I mean, there was this thing, wasn't there, that if you had good effects, it would sell in America, mm. um, which is a strange, strange idea. But in, invest the money in decent script editors and decent scripting and decent writers, and that will pay dividends more than a flashy effect will. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's your J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Seal's microphone, yes. you know, he's got that little green box yeah. on his chest and there's a microphone and that microphone is real. That was actually picking up Nabil's speech. Yeah. And there are some shots, I think, in like, you know, the last episode where you see him from the back. You can clearly see the leads from that microphone yeah. going up and under his armpit on his left. And you can also see the back of the suit, the way that opens up to let him in and out. Um and of course, yes, this is a suit. Nabil slid in, and his legs are actually in the tail of the suit, aren't yeah. they? Yes. Yeah. And because of that, they wanted a small actor. Um, if they couldn't have found a small actor, they were going to use a regular size actor. Chop his legs. Standing off. inside. Oh. <laughs> chopped his legs off. In standing inside some sort of like hole in that fish tank. Yeah. Sort Which of is thing. pretty much what they do with. Um... Mike, the cool person, isn't? Yeah, yeah, Mike. Yes, Mike, yeah. Chris, uh, right. We better call him. He's a good actor. We better call him. Yeah, everything. Mike Ryan. Yeah. Yes, 
Um, so they went to the Grey Eye Group, which was an agency for lesser abled actors, um, which was actually founded by Nabil Shaban in okay. 1980. And um, three auditioned, um, but Nabil was the standout. And um, I've watched a thing on Amazon Prime called Monsters, where you, you know you've got an hour documentary, and Nabil was a massive when he was at um, university was a massive Doctor Who fan, and was writing to the BBC saying, "Let me be in it. Let me be in it. I want to be the Doctor, you know, <laughs> and, and 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 let me write some stories for it." Can you imagine the outcry from the back then? The fa- yeah, yes. I think even now. Yeah. I think even now, I think he'd be an amazing doctor, a good actor. Well, um, just before that, his laugh, yeah. Seal's laugh. He 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 says in that documentary that he was round at a friend's house and he had a you know a, a fish tank with a snake in it and he lifted it up and he was looking at the snake and um, thinking, oh, that snake looks a bit like Seal. Seal could be a snake. I wonder how, um, you know, Seal would laugh. And he was looking at the, you know, the tongue flicking yeah. in and out. And that's when he did that and came up with that very um, distinctive laugh of his. I, mean, I know, I'm sure I've read somewhere that he they, that he eats marsh minnows and it's just like a jelly in it. And, and he said because the laugh was sort of painful to do, that soothed like soothes his throat after doing that. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. No, the next bit, um, the bit I was just referring to there, he says in that documentary that he based Seal on, partly on Gollum yeah. from yeah. Lord of the Rings, and you can see that, yeah. partly on Arthur Daly, you know, just yeah. wanting to, you know, make money, yeah. um, and partly, and I thought of you when he said this, uh, Dr. Zachary Smith. Yeah, yeah, that, there is a, an element to Dr. Smith, the lovable villain out for himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, yeah. Lost in Space, yes. Dr. Smith. And he said he would like to have been a reluctant companion to the Doctor, yeah. still be a reluctant companion to the Doctor, in the same way that Dr. Smith was a reluctant crew member yeah. of the Jupiter 2. Now, yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. So he was hired, he was brought on board, much to the disgust and fury of Alan Shawcross, who was a big bod producer at the BBC at the time. And he was absolutely livid that John Nathan Turner had cast a disabled person as a villain because he thought of the feedback that there was going to be. But that's that's the other way, though, isn't it? That's like saying that a disabled person can't be a villain they've that, yep. that's so weird yep yep um i've got some other alternative um casting choices for the governor oh, for you and now yep. I, I i i think uh that he's perfect as the governor um, governor governor because I'd known him before from Rings on Their Fingers, you know, the insanely bad sitcom. It was quite a, a, a change, wasn't, wasn't it, it? Yeah. seeing him? <laughs> so good. And of course, now I know him because he does an absolutely huge amount of audiobooks available. Yes, yeah. If you, if you throw a rock into Audible, you're going to hit a, one of his audiobooks. A Jarvis. Yeah, my yes, Jarvis yeah. audiobook. All right, well, I'll give you some names. Go on. Well-known names. You tell me whether they would be better or not. As a governor, okay? Right, ready. And of course, some of these, you know, the BBC, no way could afford any of these yeah. people. But anyway, here we go. Uh, John Hurt. Oh, yeah, God, he would have been good, wouldn't he? 
Yeah. Uh, Frank Finley. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he plays a good villain that yeah. that you also like, so yeah, I can yeah. see that. John Carson. Uh, no, no, not really. All right. Derek Jacobi. Oh, that would have been... Yeah, he would have been superb. Yeah. What about this one? Julian Glover. Yeah. Although there's a oh there's an element to Julian Glover that's unlikableness. Yeah. So I think the fact that the the governor had to be the 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 voice of reason in this. Yeah, I'm not sure that would work. He would have done a good job, but I'm not sure it'd have worked. He would have been brilliant as the governor's aide that's setting him up. Yeah, what the chief. Yeah, the chief. He would have been brilliant as that. Yeah. All right, <laughs> get this. Brian Blessed. No. No. <laughs> Turn that bloody switch off, you're electrocuting me. Um David Warner. Yeah, David Warner. He could pretty much do anything. Yeah. I think the next one as well, Anthony Valentine. Yeah. I liked Anthony Valentine. Do you remember Anthony Valentine from Colditz or I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, Very I, much so. Was yeah. Superb. yeah, I like and Anthony the la- Valentine. Yeah, the last two I've got is Ian McKellen before he went to Hollywood, of course. Mm. Sure, no. all right, and Dinsdale Landon. No, okay. I don't. I think he's got sliminess about him. That, again, he would have been good as um, Quillam or whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, Quillam. Quillam. Yeah, he would have been good. Yeah, he would have been good. All right, yeah. Next up, we always do other media, yes. and um, always start with the Eagle Moss figure. Do you have it? I don't know. I must admit, I've not, I don't think I've seen that one. It's available. I've Ooh. seen it on their website. I know Character Options did a, a box set figure, which again is now goes for stupid money, which is um, Perry and Sil. And I, I would like that one, but um, yeah, I don't think I've seen the Eagle Moss. I'll have to have a look at that one. Yeah, I've seen that one you're talking about, and yeah. I'd like that and put a yeah. light in the uh, yeah. fish tank the or fish something, tank, yeah. or put a real fish in it. That might be cruel. Though. <laughs> sea monkeys, put them in. Sea monkeys, yeah. yes, um, yeah. We said Mission to Magnus, you know, yes, this yes. missing story, and you've read the book, it but apparently, <laughs> but they did an audio they version, did, yeah. Yeah, Big they Finish did, did yeah, it. Yeah, Big Finish did the whole, the, the, the mythical season 23, I've not, I've not really gone out of my way to do them, because I, I read all the books um, when they came out as the, I don't, yeah, the, the missing stories, or the lost stories, they call them. It's like, they're not the lost. lost stories. Yeah, they're not lost, they never existed. Um <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't impressed by any of them. The the Mission to Magnus one, it just seemed s- such a weird melding. And it, even in the book, it was just a runaround of of corridors. One person gets caught, escapes. Someone else gets caught, escapes. Seen the okay. si- yeah, it, it was awful. Okay. Well, Sill appeared again in, in another Big Finish audio story called Antidote to Oblivion. Have you Ooh, heard that no, one? No, I've not heard that one. Is that with the no, Sixth Doctor? Um, yes, a Sixth Doctor and Flip. Uh, no, his companion's called Flip. Flip. I'd like you to see. I'd like it? to see a, a story with um, the First Doctor and Sil. That would be funny. Yeah, called oh, blimey. Yes, yeah. Um, first Doctor a script was picking it. Get it. There was a that there was a story that was pitched for that never produced season. Yeah. Um, where he would return along with the Autons and Unit? God. No? Uh, no, God, no. no I mean, you, you could, yeah, this is just, it's like, what else could we cram into it? Yeah, yeah. 
Have you seen uh, um, the new DVD that came out, the uh, Seal and the Devil Seeds of Arador? No, I, um, so, um, I, fo- I follow the, the website and um, it, it, I, I'd like to get it. It's got um, Sophie Aldred <laughs> in it as well. Um, I just, I've never, I was going to get it and then, of course, the world ended. Yes. So I've, I've not, I should really get it. I was going to say I should try and download it somewhere, but no, let's buy it. Let's let's give some money no, to these no, people. No, no, come on, do it, do yeah. it. Um, yeah, I've got to do that at yeah. some point. Yes, yeah. And um, in a comic, um, at some point, Seal was present on Earth in the 21st century where he entered the profession of TV programming. <laughs> okay, and it's a, a bit relevant to what you were saying earlier. Yeah. He planned to bring torture to the modern age by putting yeah. undesirable humans in a house and psychologically pitting them against each other. The Tenth Doctor learned of this thanks to a magazine called Yikes Mag, owned by Rose Tyler, and planned to stop him. However, when confronting Sill, Rose quickly pointed out that his pitched TV series had already been done, which, much to the Doctor's shock, led to the two bonding over a shared, morbid fascination with the torture com- committed to guests on reality TV, i.e. Big Brother. Yeah. No, that's, that sounds like it would have dated horribly. Very much so. I mean, is Big Brother still going? Uh, well, yes, because... Well, not now, well, I not Well, it was, because for a couple of weeks they didn't tell the the people that the basically the world had ended, did they? So they they had no oh, really? notion that the coronavirus had, had, had erupted like it had. I think just leave them in there. The just only, leave them in there. Yeah, <laughs> That's safer. The only, the, only big brother, <laughs> the only big brother I liked was Charlie Brooker's zombie one. I thought that was superb. Dead set. Yep. Yeah, I yep. enjoyed that. Um, but even, because the Tenth Doctor... Uh, go. He, he's on the Big Brother set, isn't he? In, in that awful oh, thing. I'd forgotten yeah, about that. It's, it's just, it's shockingly bad. It's like, oh no, 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 no. no you should no. never, in Doctor Who, reference current trends. No, nope. no, you've immediately aged it. We're coming up to it. We're, I mean, we're sixth Doctor now. We're coming up to modern era Doctor yeah. Who, and I think we've got things to say when we get there. Yeah, we'll have to start watching them because I've only ever seen most of them once. <laughs> yes, on transmission, yeah. but on Netflix, they're all there. Yeah, so yeah. Well, um, I, I've, yeah, I've got, uh, being the uh, horrendous collector that I am, I've got them all on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, you haven't. Yeah, I never never watched them again. You've bought things you're never going to watch again. Yeah. Well, next bit then is the design rating of yes. Seal. What do you give Seal? Well, this this is going to be unusual in that it'll be the other way round to normal. Normally, we say these are good designs, but the effectiveness lets it all down. So I think I, the design is okay on this, but I don't. I mean, the fact they had to cut it all about obviously it wasn't wasn't that great. So I'd, I'd give the design on this a five. I think sort of middle middle of the road. Okay, I gave it a six. Yep. Okay, so that's five and a half. Yep. So I guess from what you're saying there that the um, effectiveness is down to the performance, is yes. it? Yes, yeah, I think the effectiveness of Sill is completely down to Nabu Shaban and the effort he put into it. Um, so, like I say, a couple of minutes in to Ventures on Varos, and you're no longer looking at the costume and going, oh, I can see the joint. You're going, oh, what a great character this is. Mm-hmm. Like, like, other, you know, like most great character actors, they 
they can create these characters and you're you're drawn in and you're not necessarily worried about the design of them. So the effectiveness for me from Sill, I'd say is a nine. Blimey. I, lo- I think it's a great character. I think it's just so good. Well, yeah, no, I, I yeah, Nabil is great, yeah. you know, um, but not as high as a nine. I gave oh. him a seven. All right, well, so he gets an eight. Midway. He gets an eight. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So he got an eight yeah. for effectiveness and 5.5 for design. Yeah. Right? Which is 13 and a half, says he, tapping on his calculator. Um, which sounds, gives you sounds an, okay. Yeah, sounds yes, right. Which gives you an adversary rating of 6.75. Okay, where's that put him? That has put him... Above the axons, please. Well, above the axon humans, yeah. <laughs> right? He's uh, above the web yeti. Yep. But just below the axon monster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. Good place. I mean, these are these are very much our own personal. We're not we're not saying this is definitively that one character is better than another or one design. It's it's purely down to choice, isn't it? But yeah, I think that that works well. Yeah, and we'll say to our listener, you know, if you disagree with us, yeah. um, come you on Facebook and um, I mean, yeah, yeah come on Facebook <laughs> and, <laughs> and let uh, yeah, let let us know. Yes, all right. Yeah. Interesting well, the, ne- the, the way you're doing this, it seems to work really well, doesn't it? That so if I if I'd have given him a much lower score, that would have bumped him right down. Mm. So, but it all balanced out. Yeah, it seems to work quite well at the moment, doesn't it? At we've the had, moment, we've had but... no madness. I think there will be madness yeah. with some subjects to come. I think so, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, the next bit we do isn't relevant because that's the Earth date thing that we do. Yeah, so we're not on Earth on any of these? No, so no, It could no, be no, any time. No. It could be today. could be today, yes. Mm. All right. Okay, so that's it. That's pretty much our show over. Yeah. Um, and so we go to next time. And uh, next time it's Ian's turn to choose. Yep. And uh, with the seventh doctor, this could cost me a bit, I think, because right right now it used to be different. But right now, the only DVD I've got of the seventh doctor is Remembrance of the Daleks. Oh, right. Really? Well, luckily, no, I didn't. I wasn't going to go with the Daleks. (laughs) (laughs) Just, yeah, let's base it on what we've got. so I, I was torn here. So I had one that I thought I'd do, but then I thought, no, no, I can't inflict that. So I'm going with the uh, the Hemovores. Okay. Curse of Fenric. Okay. One I have not got, of yeah. course. I almost and... went with the Candyman, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Hemovores, interesting. I yes. don't own it. Um, you, did you watch it? Did you watch it when it was on? I did. I did watch it. I've never owned it on DVD. Oh, um, so this is going to be another one where you're almost coming blind to it, then. Coming blind into it, I think I recorded it on TV, and yeah. I watched it, and again, like I said, with you know the Colin Baker era, wanting to like it, um, but I have not watched it since no. the video era. So I've got to buy this. Yes. I think it's only fair as well that we watch the broadcast version. Because this is one where there's many, many edits of it. Is there? See, yeah, I didn't know like anything about that. a film edit and a, one with some new special effects. and one with, So, yeah, I think, to be fair, let's watch the the, uh, the broadcast version. All right. Well, in the morning, I'm on to Amazon and uh, we'll order that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That blue and they've got suckers. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, that's all I, I can remember right it'll now. Be really, it'll be really interesting what you think of this one. All right, and um, Ace has got it's a forties. Yeah, thing, she, she shows it? a bit of thigh and stocking, so you'll be all right. No, I I just picture her with some sort of like hairnet on. Yes, yeah, she does have a hairnet. Yeah, it's actually right. yeah. No, no, I was going to say something. No, let's let's let you watch it blind. And Nicholas Parsons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As a Parson. Bless him. He died recently, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's our next one. Brilliant. All right. Okay. Well, join us, folks, for the next one. Okay. Nice one. All right. See you then. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks, then. Bye.